0: Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I wanted to talk about replacing JavaScript with CSS and HTML. And so for, um, for a few days on my website, over my newsletter, I've been writing about um, modern CSS and modern HTML and some of the really interesting ways that you can use it to replace a lot of the custom JavaScript that we used to have to write. And this is a really, really awesome thing. So, if you've heard me talk about performance and stuff before, um, you know that JavaScript is the most expensive and fragile part of the stack. 100 kilobytes of JavaScript is a lot more intensive for a browser to run than 100 kilobytes of HTML or CSS is. It blocks things from rendering. It blocks other files from downloading. You can't just download it and then run it. It has to be compiled and parsed. There's a whole bunch of stuff the browser has to do before it can run. And when it breaks, it breaks catastrophically. So like if the browser comes across a CSS property, it doesn't know, it ignores it and keeps going. If it comes across an HTML element, it doesn't know. It treats it like a div and keeps going. But if it comes across um, a misspelled variable or some other sort of error in your JavaScript file, the whole thing just stops working and no other js after that runs it's it's like really catastrophic and so anytime you can replace javascript with css and or html you should take advantage of that because it's going to be better for performance it's um, more resilient uh, and just overall better for performance and so some really awesome examples of this um, include the position sticky property um, so For a long time, making a navigation menu stick to the top of the page required detecting when uh, scrolling happened, checking to see if the navigation was gonna scroll past the top of the page, and then adding some sort of class that gave it a position of absolute. But today, you can apply the position sticky property to that element, and it will automatically do that behavior. As you scroll down and it hits the top of the page, it will just stick. Um, It's really, really cool. Um, And I'm just, I'm continually amazed at stuff by this. Like this is one line of CSS that replaces some pretty complex JavaScript uh, to do the same thing. Um, it has pretty good browser support. It doesn't work in IE 11 or older, and it lacks support in some basic mobile browsers, but it does work in all modern browsers, including Edge, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, one of the issues with sticky headers is that if you scroll to anchor links, they sometimes end up behind that header, um, you know, because you'll have maybe an extra, let's say, you know, 16, 24 pixels, whatever it is up at the top of the page, and the anchor link jumps right to the top, and now this header is sitting on top of them. But there's another CSS property you can use to fix that, scroll margin top. This lets you define a top margin that the browser should use when snapping a scrolled element into place, like when you click an anchor link it doesn't affect the normal margin within the context of other elements around it just for purposes of of snapping it to the top of the page so it's going to add a buffer um you know when it when it does that anchor link it'll offset it by a certain amount um and you know you do need to do some math on what that should be based on your header size but um Yeah, it's just a really, really kind of nice feature there. So it's scroll margin top, colon, and then the amount of margin that it should have when, um, you know, in these kinds of situations. Uh, This one, um, similar browser support to uh, position sticky. Um, No IE support, but it does work in all modern browsers. Related to both of these um, is... uh, scroll behavior property which you can use to animate scrolling to um, anchor links down on a page so my most popular javascript plugin is smooth scroll it does exactly this it animates scrolling to anchor links and it is um, it is a lot of javascript it involves a lot of math there's a lot of complexity there there's some weird edge cases where things don't go exactly as expected which is super frustrating um, and it, uh, you know, it has to do just all sorts of, you know, kind of listening for clicks, making sure that there are links that point on the same page, suppressing their default behavior, animating the scroll over a certain distance, um, and then having to, um, you know, update the URL with that, um, you know, that that hash, so that you still have the anchor effect in the URL without triggering a page jump. Um, there's just a lot of moving parts. And today, a single line of CSS replaces the entire thing. Um, So scroll behavior tells the browser how to handle scrolling to anchor links within an element. The default value, auto, does a hard jump like you're used to. But if you give it a value of smooth, it animates that scrolling. There's no way to specify easing, but it does tie into the browser's refresh rate to give you these silky smooth animations. It's really beautiful. And I'm going to drop links... Uh, in the show notes for all of this stuff. So you can see demos and play around with this stuff. Um, and some articles on on you know, some, some more of the details. So you can you can actually dig into this if you haven't already. And you can add the scroll behavior to um, the entire document, which is usually how I do it. But if you wanted to do it just within a specific element, you can do that too. So I will normally do HTML, curly braces, scroll behavior, colon smooth, but you could do it on some sort of element um, you know like uh, hash my scrolling elements uh, curly braces scroll behavior smooth um, one little note about accessibility with this is uh, users who suffer from motion sickness and other conditions can find um, find animations problematic um, all of the major operating systems provide users with a way to say that they don't want animations when possible they want to reduce that motion and there is a media uh, query we can run to check for prefers reduced motion and um, not run the scrolling animations when that's set. Um, That's a really important thing to do for accessibility reasons. Scroll behavior works in most modern browsers, but does not work in Safari or mobile Safari and also has no IE support. Um, So a little worse browser support than the last couple we mentioned, but this is a great one to progressively enhance. Like if it doesn't work, The links still do what they're supposed to do, Um, they just don't animate when they scroll there, and I think that's a totally valid trade-off. I am 100% happy just using CSS for this one, and I think you should be too. Um, One other really awesome one that I think is absolutely ready for prime time is um, the ability to auto-complete inputs using only HTML. This one is so rad. So you create a normal input with a label, just like you would. so input type equals text, and you give it a label, um, and then you create a data list element below it. Um, in inside this data list element, so you've got an opening and closing element. Um, inside each one, you add, or uh, inside the data list at ladder, ugh, inside the uh, data list element rather, you add an option for each of your autocomplete choices. So this is a little bit like a select menu, um, but not. It's a it's a data list. Um, you know, so you'll have option, and then whatever the value should be, another option, whatever the value should be. Um, And then you need to associate that data list with the input. So on your input, you add the, uh, let me start with the data list um, element. You give it an ID, a unique ID, and then on your input, you add the list property and give it a value equal to that data lists ID. And then when the user types, the browser reveals a list of options that they can choose from. That list gets smaller as they type more things and fewer options become available to them. And I'll, I'll add a link to um, information about this in a demo down on the show notes as well. This one has awesome browser support. Works in all modern browsers and all the way back to IE10. Um, so this one I would not hesitate to use on a live project. And so these four different properties and elements, they give me a lot of hope. Um, Because we as an industry, um, we use a lot of JavaScript um, for a lot of different things. And modern CSS and modern HTML are are finally starting to take a lot of these things that we overuse JavaScript for and come up with simple ways to replace them. And I think this is going to be really good for creating a leaner web, a more performant web, an easier developer experience so we're not constantly... Recreating the wheel over and over again. Um, another one I didn't mention here are the details and summary elements. Um, these are really good for um, creating reveal and hide um, disclosure um, disclosure components. I will also drop a link to those in the show note because they're awesome. But I really, um, you know, I see this as um, you know, HTML becoming more of a building block, and I think we have a lot of work to do here. I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see elements for things like accordions, tabs, drop-down menus, tooltips, the kind of things that we tend to use a lot in designs but always have to kind of roll our own with or use a plugin for because they're hard to do. Um, They're really hard to do accessibly, so a lot of the solutions you see out there have accessibility issues. Having something baked into the browser with proper semantics and accessibility baked right in which would just be an absolutely awesome thing. Um, so this for me is a really positive sign. I would love to see more of this in the future. That's it for today. If you want to finally master JavaScript or learn how you can possibly get by without it using some native CSS and HTML, head over to VanillaJSGuides.com and check out my pocket guides and video courses. They're short, focused, and made for beginners. You'll learn the ins and outs of a topic in under an hour. And as a listener of the show, you can take 30% off with the code podcast at checkout. See you next time. Cheers.